Welcome in once again, baseball fans, to the 20th and Blake podcast, part of MileHighSports.com. I'm your host, Luke Zalman. Four games up, four games down for the Rockies. They start the year two and two after their season or after their series split, excuse me, with the Miami Marlins in Marlins Park. Um, a little bit of quick hitting news. Murphy is going to get Daniel Murphy, that is, going to get an evaluation in Arizona. Um, it's looking like pending the results of that evaluations he could be out for a little while um with that left index finger injury suffers that in the second game of the series on a sliding play to his right um i mean the rockies are more well equipped to replace a player like that this year uh they'll probably fill in with mark reynolds and ryan mcmahon they'll kind of alternate a little bit and when mcmahon goes in to play first obviously garrett hampson will come in to play second um, they kind of offer different things. Um, if McMahon's at second, Reynolds at first, they're going to have a little more pop in the lineup. Um, once Hampson comes in, more speed. But overall, it's just a it's a complete on-base loss. Uh, Reynolds in his career, 329 on-base. McMahon, 319. And then you have Murphy, who's at 344. So it's, it's a little bit of a downgrade on-base, especially in that two spot where ideally... You'd like to have runners on for Nolan, for Trevor Story, and then for Dahl when he's hitting in that five spot. Um, so it's, as a team, they have been hitting the ball hard. Um, overall, kind of unlucky, though. Um, it's And that was kind of something that Daniel Murphy was dealing with. He was one for ten. Um, he was hitting the ball hard as well. Uh, really unlucky. He gets his first hit on that pop-up over Brian Anderson's head. Um, it was originally ruled an error. Um, he was going to move to 0-10 uh, to start the year. He would still be 0-10 now that he's on the injured list, but gets switched to a single. He gets his first hit, so he's 1-10. for 10. Um, But he's been a lot better hitter than a 1-for-10 mark. Um, it, it'll it be a little while before the Rockies get him back in the lineup again. Um, but... Over the first two games, the Rockies looked like a far different team than they did the second two games. First two games, long at-bats, getting the ball in play, um, great starting pitching in the first two games, and then they kind of tailed off in the final two games. Uh, the Saturday game against Miami where they lost 7-3, to um, Pablo Lopez was good for them, um, not, not great. Um, he goes five and a third, three earned runs, five hits. He strikes out seven, which was part of a Rockies terrible day at the plate. Um, he had a rough third when he got called for a balk. He allowed a single early in that inning, then hits Chris Iannetta with the pitch. Iannetta was furious, throws his bat at the ground. Um, and it kind of ruffled Pablo up a little bit. He balks. They move him to second and third. They start to get a little bit of action going, only score two runs in that inning. Um... And then they start they started to get it going again in the sixth. Uh, Nolan leads it off with a single. Um, and then Pablo gets pulled shortly after that. Um, Tyler Kinley comes in. He shuts him down towards the end. They had two guys on and Hampson, both Hampson and Ionetta strike out to end the inning. Um, as a team, just overall, that can't happen. Uh, you can't have runners in scoring position. Um, in that type of crucial moment in the sixth inning and not be able to drive them in um, or at least put the ball in play. If you put the ball in play, you're more likely to make stuff happen than if you just strike out. Nothing can happen on a strikeout. Um, so that just can't happen as the year goes on. 
Uh, they ended up striking out 14 times in that game, which was a ton. It was more than their first two games combined. Um, they started to look a lot like last year's team. Just it was home run, it was home run, strikeout or bust for them. It was really there wasn't anything in between. And considering the fact that the home runs didn't come, it was all strikeouts and all bust. Um, pretty terrible day for them, especially Tyler Anderson. He comes in. He looked decent at the beginning, but then the cutter started to really fail him in that second inning. Um, all the hits he gave up in the second, as well as that Granderson sack fly, all came on the cutter. That kind of got their offense going. He finishes five innings, nine hits, five earned runs, and only three Ks. Um, of those five innings, in three of them, the Marlins got a hit. So they had a lot of traffic on the base pass, not a lot of clean innings. Um, he allowed 30 home runs last year, which was the most in the National League. He didn't allow any in his latest start this year, um, but still not a great start. He'll start that home opener against the Dodgers on Friday. Um, he'll be looking for a much better start, but considering he gave up, like I said, that National League leading 30 home runs last year and how the Dodgers have started the year, you know, just racking up home runs, eight in their first game, um, <clears throat> not an ideal matchup for him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get bypassed if an injury or an off day comes up. By John Gray I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they swapped them um I originally at the beginning of the year really thought that Gray would fall into that third spot especially with how rough Tyler Anderson's spring was um it didn't happen but so far that looks like after after Sunday's loss that looks like where it should be going um Blackman <clears throat> both Blackman and man both went two for four in that game Blackman three for five the day before so they they looked pretty good. Blackman looks healthy again, which is a big plus for him. Nolan went one for four, only sees nine pitches. Seven of them were strikes, but he hit the ball hard, just like he has the rest of the season. It just hasn't fallen for him yet. Um, so he'll have to, it'll it'll come eventually. He's putting the bat on the ball. He's not striking out a ton. Um, so it's going to come eventually for him. I mean, it has every year so far, so not really much of a reason to worry. That was their first game with that out Murphy and they went with that McMahon at first Hampson at second little uh switch and it combined to go three for eight Hampson had a great diving play up the middle he gets a hit he scores the game's first run um so overall he looked pretty good McMahon's looked pretty good this year he's carrying over that he was the team spring training MVP and he's carrying that over into the regular season so far um and that'll be one of the lineups they go with obviously the other one McMahon at second Reynolds at first as I discussed um, so in the last two games, they've really gotten a taste of each of those. Um, going into Sunday's game, a 3-0 loss. Um, they switched up their lineup completely. They have Dahl move over to center. Tapia was in for Desmond. Reynolds is in at first. And they really just switched everything up. Walters goes in to catch um, Ionetta caught the third game of the series. And their biggest problem was Sandy Alcantara. He was dominant. It, it's There's not a ton of games that you see from young pitchers like that, but he was just dominant. Eight innings, four hits, and six Ks. He had one 3-0 count the entire game, so he wasn't even, he wasn't even allowing the threat of traffic very often. Um, and he, he brought that heater early and often. He's very known for his fastball. Six of his first seven pitches in the first inning are 95-plus. Um, and then in the final inning, he goes one, two, three, and he hit 95 three more times in that last inning, his eighth inning. So that shows you that he can keep that velocity throughout the game. And he was really good at alternating it throughout the game. They knew the fastball that he had coming in. 
Um, Bud Black talked about after the game how the off-speed stuff really surprised him. He struggled, he struggled a ton with walks last year. He had, I believe, 23 and 34 innings, so he struggled a ton with walks last year. Doesn't walk a single hitter. Um, I think it really caught them off guard for him to be so commanding throughout the game. They don't have a ton of film on him. No one on the team had faced him before at the major league level. So they really didn't have any experience against him. And he brought that command much like he hadn't brought it last year. And so I think overall it really surprised them. I think um, that overall they just weren't able to put the bat on the ball. Two, Their first two hits are both on broken bat hits. I mean, even their hits weren't very hard contact. They just struggled to create that hard contact that they had created in the first two games. Um, not as many strikeouts in in their uh, second loss of the series, they definitely were attempting to put the bat on the ball more, but it was a lot of ground balls, some flyouts. They just weren't able to get anything done. On the other end, John Gray was great as well. Um, after an offseason of working out at driveline, he started his he started more of a regimen of weightlifting again. He talked about how deadlifting was one of his favorite things, and he picked it back up this year after losing a ton of weight during the season last year, and he looked... He looked great. He, his body overall looked healthier as well. Um, he goes six and two thirds, five hits. He allows three earned runs. He walks one and he struck out ten. That was the thirteenth double-digit strikeout game of his career. Um, he's inching closer to the record uh, franchise record, which is fifteen. Um, but he had to leave this start because of an injury. He he throws a pitch against Sandy Alcantara. It was. It was probably going to be his final hitter anyway. He's got two outs in the in the sixth inning, and he just came up limp. He started limping around a little bit, tried to throw the next pitch, and after that next pitch, he signaled over to the dugout, Bud Black, trainer, come out, um, and it was a cramp. That's what he said. That's what Bud Black said. They're all saying it was a cramp. Um, he's standing on the mound. He's trying to work it out. He just wasn't able to, so he had to leave the game. Um, Musgrave comes in. And Musgrave got a full inning of work, uh, didn't allow any damage, no runs, no hits. Um, he, he pitched pretty well. Um, overall, Gray just felt like it was a really good start for him. Um, he, he, was pretty, he was pretty frustrated with having to leave the game when he could have gone seven. Uh, gets, you know, takes a little bit more of a toll off the bullpen, um, gets him that seventh inning. Um, but he, he said he stretched it out after the game. He's feeling fine, so there's not really any residual effects. He'll pitch that second game of the Dodgers series. Um, but, yeah, overall, he looked great. His um, He had a leadoff walk in the fourth after he'd been dominant up until then. He, he hits Roselle Herrera on the back foot first pitch of the game. So it kind of set him up. You started to think, okay, uh-oh, this is going to be another continuation of last season. But he was able to he was able to button down and he gets to the fourth, but he has a leadoff walk in the fourth as well, um, and that was his first base runner since that hit by pitch. He had struck out six hitters in that span, um, and then it followed followed up with the uh, Neil Walker shot to second at uh, Ryan McMahon. It was pretty much up the middle. Uh, he got all of it. It was a it was a hard hard hit, um, and then Jorge Alfaro comes in drives them both. Um, he was able to strand Alfaro at second. He strikes out Peter O'Brien looking. Um, so he was able to kind of limit the damage that he gave up. And then he get, gives up a home run to JT Riddle. Um, second one of the year for Riddle. 
Um, he's been a great hitter off the bench for them today. Um, yeah, he gets his second home run. Um, but yeah, he comes out with that calf injury. But overall, being able to go six and two-thirds only allows 300 runs. That's a great start from your fourth starter. Um, there's not much more you can ask for. Like I already discussed, I think he should move up to the three at some point. Um, whether it happens or not, I'm not sure. But it just feels like he should be their third pitcher. Um, I think if they were to play a five-game playoff series right now, they would go Freeland, Marquez, Gray. I mean, I don't see them not going with those three in a five-game series. Um, but a big problem for his lineup which was the biggest problem for him is he got no offensive support and a big problem with it was the shadows um the midday shadows of Miami they started to move over as the game started and they moved further and further along the infield and they really started to disrupt the hitters but at the same time Miami's dealing with those exact same shadows so it's hard to use that as an excuse um they only got five hits in the game not many hard hit balls um, 0 for 5 with running runners in scoring position, and their 1 through 5 hitters combined to go 3 for 19. So that's just a really tough day. I mean, no one was able to no one was able to get it going. Trevor Story struggled, Nolan Arenado struggles, Blackman struggles. Um, overall, it was just another bad game for them. It's bad games like that. They've experienced a ton at Marlins Park. I mean, last season they hit under the Mendoza line at Marlins Park, so it's just not a great park for them overall. But in the series as a whole, their starters go 24 and two-thirds innings. They allowed 18 hits, 10 earned runs, and they struck out 25 and only walked five. So those are pretty great numbers um, to save you guys the math. That's a 3.65 earned run average. That would be the best in franchise history if it stayed. Um, that was, as a team last year, they had the fourth lowest in franchise history. Obviously, that ERA is just the starters, so adding in the relievers, it changes a little bit. But their starters were great in the opening series. Three of four had quality starts, Tyler Anderson being the only one that did not. Um, overall, that's about the most you can ask for. Chad Bettis will go in his first game against uh, Tampa to open that three-game series. So have to see how he does. But overall, the first four starters have to love where they're at currently. Um, and in those first two games, those long, good at-bats, uh, they really supported Marquez and Freeland's outings. Um, in the last two, they really didn't. Obviously, Tyler Anderson had a really rough outing, so at times it's hard to give support when all the momentum's against you in a game like that. Um, but they only score, they only score three runs in that game, so you would like to see them score more. But as I said, Marlins Park is not a good park for offense in general, um, much less the Rockies' offense. Um, but the catchers, the catchers did stand out. They combined to go five for thirteen. They looked really good. Walters throughout the offseason really focused on shortening his swing, making it much more compact, a lot less movement, and a lot more calm at the plate. And it really worked out for him. And Ionetta also has been crushing the ball. Um, before that third game of the series, he had the most hard hit balls on the team, so he's been doing really well. Um, the bullpen went nine and a third. Um, and they allowed nine hits, two home runs, two walks, and struck out four. Um, after Wade Davis and Harrison Musgrave were able to pitch in that fourth game, every reliever was able to get time. Uh, Wade Davis only got to see two hitters. Um, they just didn't need him. In the first two games, they wanted to save him. That third game, no save situation, down 7-3. And in the latest game, they wanted to get him a little bit of work. He pitches in that eighth inning. 
Um, but it just it wasn't meant to be for them. They split that series, but going two for two, if they would have known they'd go two for two at Marlins Park, I'm sure that would be a pretty good result for them, considering they had never won two straight games in Marlins Park in a single season. Um, so it's just some ballparks they just don't hit in. Um, probably relieved to get away from that park. Um, but overall, like I said, starters did well. Relievers did okay. There's a lot of rust there, you can tell. Um, and the hitters, you have two good games, two bad games. So overall, throughout the course of the season, you probably expect them to meet in the middle somewhere. Um, have to find out how Daniel Murphy, how long he's going to be out. That has a pretty big impact on their offense. Um, not quite their power so much, but more their on-base ability, as I discussed. Looking forward to that Tampa Bay series. It's their last road series before they come home for that home opener. Um, they'll just take a quick flight over to T Tampa Bay. Um, and the race started hot as well. They took three of four from the Houston Astros. And those Astros are one of the favorites to come out of the AL to get to the World Series and even to win the World Series. So for them to take three or four from them early um, was, I mean, that was that was a pretty good opening to the year for them. Um, last season, kind of a short recap, they were the team that really revolutionized that opener theory. Um, they really, really used it. And the Rockies actually were able to see Sergio Roma, who was the main opener for the Rays last year. Um, and then they ride Blake Snell, AL Cy Young winner. Um, after they dealt Chris Archer, they dealt who was supposed to be their best pitcher last year. And then it turned out Blake, Blake Snell would have overtaken him anyway. Um, he edges out Jason Berlander, or Justin Berlander, excuse me, in that AL Cy Young award race. He gets 17 first place votes to 13 for Verlander. Um, and in that Chris Archer deal, they were able to get Austin Meadows and they were able to get Tyler Glass now. And both of those guys have paid off pretty well this year. Uh, Meadows has been one of their better hitters, hits another home run on Sunday. Um, he's up to two this year. He, he was a very hyped prospect when he first came out. And now he's kind of, he's kind of fallen under the radar a little bit. Um, but he's been one of their lead hitters next to Tommy Pham and Yandy Diaz so far. Um, they've combined to go 13 for 44. Not ideal, but as a team, they've only scored 11 runs this year. And they've struck out double-digit times in three of their four games. Um, they'll have to see Marquez in that series. Um, so that could be one of those type uh, double-digit strikeout games for Marquez if he's able to show what he showed in that first uh, game. They haven't relied a ton on the home run. They have three home runs this year. Two of them are solo, so most of their run production is not coming through that home run. Um, so, you know, they've four of their 11 runs have been by home run. So I guess you could say a decent amount have come from the homer. Um, but overall, they just haven't been very reliant on it. They also haven't hit very well. Um, Justin Verlander shuts them down in that first game. Um, next couple games, they were able to have a little more success. Uh, they got a good start out of Charlie Morton. The Rockies will see him in that third game. Um, and their bullpen hasn't allowed a single earned run in 13 innings, 10 Ks. So that's going to be one of those things where they're probably going to go um, with an opener in that first game against the Rockies, opposing Chad Bettis. Um, whether Who they're going to start is not apparent yet. Because um, they haven't had a opener type game yet, but it'll be a bullpen game for them. Um, Tyler Glass now had a good start as well, but Blake's now struggled. His first start, he goes six innings, five earned. Um, 
only gets three Ks, and that's after last year when in route to that Cy Young, he had a 1.89 ERA, the best in the AL, only behind Jacob DeGrom in the league. Um, in 31 starts, 180 and two-thirds, and 221 Ks. So he was dominant last year. Um, and he'll oppose Freeland in that second game. Freeland's first start, he goes seven innings, um, one earned run, five Ks. He had a good he had a good first start as well. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the juxtaposition of results for them ends up ends up affecting them in that second game at Tampa Bay. Um, and then, as I said, Charlie Morton will toe the mound in that third game against Herman Marquez. Um, Marquez's first start, six innings. Six innings, one earned run, and seven Ks. Uh, Morton had five innings, two earned, eight Ks, and only allowed three hits. Um, he came over from the Astros on a short deal. He's an older pitcher. He had a little bit later of a breakout. Um, last year for the Astros, he goes he goes 167 innings and 30 starts, 3.13 ERA, and gets 201 Ks. So he was a big factor in the Astros rotation being so dominant next to Garrett Cole, Lance McCullers, Justin Verlander and Dallas Keuchel. They just had a very dominant rotation. He moves over and becomes the number two starter for the Rays. Um, Glasnow is probably their number three. Um, so they'll they'll stick in they'll stick in Florida for their next series. Um, head back home to face the Dodgers. Um, Clayton Kershaw may pitch in that series if his rehab continues to go well, but it's doubtful. Um, so they'll they'll get to see they'll get to see some of the lesser arms of. Of the Dodgers, uh, probably see Kenta Maeda in that series, probably see a Rich Hill type. Um, but until next time, I'm Luke Zalman. Thanks for listening in, folks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.